more creative, but you know, <laughs> you're like, well, that's just the first thing you thought of, you fucking idiot. <laughs> what makes you tick? Oh, the clock that ticks? You're just doing word association and trying to pass that off as quality entertainment? I paid 10 bucks to be here, you fucking asshole. <laughs> But I don't like them. I don't like tick locks. Also, police officers. All right? You know what is even worse than police? Police dogs. That shit is animal cruelty. All right? The dog shouldn't be having to work. You're going to give a dog a job? That's a slave. All right? I could talk at length about that. <laughs> What makes you tick? I could do my whole act. <laughs> my stand-up comedy act is just shit that makes me tick. And I'll tell you about school shootings. <laughs> my favorite myth that voting does anything. That's, you know, anytime you get hopeful about politics, oh man, that Bernie Sanders, he can actually change. No, he's not. That shit is never, how old are you? Shouldn't you know by now? Don't ever get your hopes behind the politics. Also, credit scores aren't a real number, all right? <laughs> credit scores are an imaginary fucking number. Oh, what, I can't buy a house or start a business? Oh, no, I was totally going to do that. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going for the world's lowest credit score. You know what I'm saying? Those creditors call you, just fuck with them. It's one of my joys in life. Last poll. Spill coffee on new white shirt. Yeah, spill coffee all over those whiteies, all right? Okay. <laughs> All the coffee, all the coffee that those white shirts spilled on us all those years. Yeah, that's what's called a metaphor, you fucking people. Earlier with that TikTok clock thing, you're all, this guy's an idiot. Well, how about that? I created a metaphor for white shirts applying to race politics. Where were you <laughs> when the white shirts spilled their coffee on our nation? Where were you when the Haynes Company Espresso... Okay, all right. I, <laughs> I had a good time. I had a wonderful time. Let's, uh, let's give it up for the troops. Come on, make some troops. <laughs> Besting the hell hat. Uh, your next comedian, he's my, one of my favorite old mans and my second favorite ginger. Uh, it's, he's like, it's, no, I'm sorry. There's, a, uh, he's my first favorite ginger, obviously. Well, you're my, I mean, he's, he's, and we've got Rolf Scar in the room too. We have a lot of gingers today. Uh, hey, your next comedian, he's also on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. Yay! <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Keith, I too was snubbed once by the Pamtastic Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. 
and it left a scar on my soul. But you know, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not dwelling on it. Deep into the hat. What are you on a scale from one to 10? Son of a bitch. <laughs> Well, I'm under 5'9", I know that, on a scale of 1 to 10. So I'm like half, I guess, like a 5. I'm like a 5'5". Five five. Don't read too much into that. I mean, amongst gingers, I'm like, I'm like a daddy, you know. Then again, short guys, like among short guys, I gotta be like a 10 among short guys. But bald guys, bald guys are like bald and virile guys. I'm just like losing a little bit. I'm not one of them. <laughs> the best grilled cheese. I actually don't really eat a lot of grilled cheese, so I really have nothing to say on that. Should have left that for a, a funnier comic. Free, be truly free. There's a lot of feeling in that one. I feel one of the hippier people wrote that. Is, is, this, is this like an act out? Free, be truly free. Is that a commercial for one of those pills that you take? Like, could be for anything, really. Ladder control, I guess. I'd like to be free, but I live in San Francisco. Or as you know, it's hell of expensive here. I'm not gonna fuck with Free, be truly free. <laughs> I'm free from this microphone stand. Can you whistle? Who can whistle here? That was from our seafaring days when I was, I used to roam the seven seas, catching cod. Those were the days. Not like you landlubbers, right? <laughs> Did you eat Play-Doh or paste as a kid? Both. I mean... I, I grew up in the 70s. That stuff was like nutritious back then. It's totally edible. That's why my gut bacteria is like, grrr, can eat bones and just digest them. Who didn't eat Play-Doh and paste as a kid? You didn't? Girls, girls didn't. The girls didn't. The girls didn't. This is part of every boy's diet growing up. And it was Elmer's glue, not paste. I didn't eat paste. That's like classier stuff. I ate like the generic Joe six-pack Elmer's glue. Calcium, I think, is in that, actually. Hmm? I, uh, I got to say, I don't actually recall the taste. It's probably pretty bland. I'm sure I just did it to impress a girl. Did it work? <laughs> There's no possible health. 
The worst sound? Oh, God, I know the worst sound. I know the worst sound. See, I work in plumbing. And uh, we were doing the stacks outside of an apartment building. The stack is like where all of your human effluence comes down and goes into the main sewer system underground. So it's that, it's this big pipe out of here. We were fixing it, right? Replacing it. We put signs on everyone's door. Hey, the plumbers are working here. You know, don't flush the toilet. And we're working there. And we heard this gurgle. <laughs> this gurgle that could have only meant one thing. And we were just trapped under there. <laughs> I mean, not 100% trapped. Luckily, most plumbers are big dudes, but we were two slender gentlemen. So we just got like thin as a motherfucking, you can thinner than, like, thinner than this thing. Just got as thin as fucking possible and let that shit splash all over the place. And that guy ate a lot of burritos and did not chew. <laughs> Yeah. So that was just like, hose it down and we're done for the day. Anyone got anything to compete with that? Anything? <laughs> Nothing? Anyone's, what's in second place, right? That's the worst sound. The day you found Jesus. I never found Jesus. I found a motherfucking Jesus a bunch of times, though. I found hella Jesuses. See, I work in plumbing. It's construction. There's a lot of... Which always made me wonder about Trump. Like, he claimed to work in construction, and then he's like, you know, those Mexicans, and like... Who the fucking construction makes fun of the Aztecs and the fucking Mayans, right? I mean, he obviously never been to a job site because there's a lot of fucking Mexicans there. Are you afraid of heights? Yeah, I'm totally afraid of heights. Who isn't? You're not afraid of heights? What do you do, roofing? Are you like Rosie the Riveter doing skyscrapers or something? No. You're just not afraid of heights at a desk job. That's well, like a marketable skill. VR helps you overcome that. VR? VR. You've got to be tense. You get used to it. That's VR. I'm talking about heights where you could actually <laughs> fall and break your ass. Where you get all that vertigo and shit. Heights. Yeah, so it's a good thing I was short, right? Afraid of heights. If I was tall, I'd be falling all the time. Is that why tall people fall all the time? Tall people fall a lot. I do not trust skinny cooks. I don't believe in that. How's that supposed to be funny? Not trust skinny cooks. That seems valid, right? They get exercise or they have... Metabolisms or something. They don't have to be fat. Are you guys like that? Are you guys sizists? <laughs> All judgy because the cook's not fat? Yes. You are? Yes. Be true to yourself. <laughs> My pants are too tight. Hell no, man. I don't like tight pants. Skinny jeans, all that shit. 
I don't get it. How do you move around? It makes my package look bigger? <laughs> Honey, I'm up here. I'm up here. It makes my package look bigger. It would scrunch it all up. And I, I need generous use of pocket. Like skinny jeans, no way. I used to have a, a fanny pack so I could carry stuff around it, but the zipper broke. I was famous for my fanny pack. Renowned, even. And now without that, I gotta carry everything in my pocket, so skinny jeans are just out. Last pull. Last pull. This one has an emoji on it. My friend Totoro. Is that like a, you know what this is? Totoro. So more Japanese. Totoro. So I'm not into this shit, man. I, I grew up when like Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Mel Blank. Mel Blank, exactly. Yosemite Sam. People have accused me of being Yosemite Sam, but by the way, they've said that I look like. They used to, yeah, I used to play on this rugby team, and when I would, I would get fiery sometimes, and that to make fun of me, they would go like, <laughs> like, like I was being, like I was being the most angry thing possible. They're like, yeah, Maddie, I'm all mad. <laughs> that was. That was that's my cartoon reference. I don't know no Totoro. All right, that's it for me, Muni Radio. Sayonara. Matthew Quirk does not know who my friend Totoro is. All right, that's I learned things. It's this, it's this big fluffy thing, and there's this little girl, and her mom is sick, and it's a really good movie. And it's a big fuzzy creature that's like better than a cat. And there's a cat bus in that movie. The cat bus is the best part of that. Uh, well, I'll sh we'll, sh we'll watch it sometime. We'll show it on the, on the wall there. It'll be excited. Uh, your next comedian, I'm excited to see what she does with the hell hat. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jean Yi. Interesting. I think there's just something about me that screams death metal. <laughs> Actually, was that death metal? FC would know. You seem to know everything. No. Were you the one who knew what Totoro was? Uh, yeah. So a creature, a cartoon creature that showed emotion, like an emoji, right, Sam? Sam, Pam, that was really weird. <laughs> Must be the contact high that I got from just touching the edible that I allegedly was paid in. <laughs> so I regret not, um, not applying to the Mutiny Radio Festival. I really, but I hear you get rejected the first year. <laughs> so, so maybe. Oh no. The worst thing about SF now. How am I supposed to make that funny? Maybe if I just stand here awkwardly and not say what I want to say. <laughs> and that'll be okay. The worst thing about SF now is that I was mistaken for a Tinder date today. <laughs> I was. Um, I walked it, I was at an open mic before this, and before this, uh, before the open mic, before this, before this, and a guy walks into the bar and he's like, are you Jessa? I'm like, 
no. And he kind of snorts and keeps walking. And I was like, I could be a Jessa. <laughs> like, it's possible. And then he walks to the other Asian in the bar. <laughs> and she was Jessa. And then they sat in the front row. And then I tried to make fun of them. And it didn't work out very well. So now I'm here. <laughs> Can I just say, no, not real. You would it's never. I didn't, it, it's been dead for years. How <laughs> <laughs> many years? Two years, okay. Three, no, like one 10, year. 12, 17 years. It's been dead forever. It's like from Russia or something. What kind of, what kind of animal is this? I think it's a fox. fox. Yeah, it's fox. How did you know that? <laughs> Do you know your furs? <laughs> no, I'm just like threatening you with it. <laughs> Is that okay to do here? I'm not, I'm not sure if it's a, it'd be worse if I had like a beer because then the undercover cops would like get us. But um, I was just, oh my God, it's a fox. Yeah, yeah. How's that for improvisational comedy, guys? I'm just avoiding this because now I'm afraid of it. What I wish my nickname was. Uh, my nickname actually is Jean. Uh, my parents, when I got to kindergarten, decided white people cannot handle your Chinese name, Shiznit. <laughs> <laughs> so they decided to name me Jane. First day of school, dad fills out the form, spells Jane wrong. <laughs> 30 years later, still Jean. <laughs> But like messing up my name for my entire life, nah, that's okay. <laughs> it could have been serious. Like I'm really allergic to penicillin. Uh, my throat swells up, I can't breathe. Why is that so funny, Mr. Cashbox? <laughs> There's always one person in the audience who like, oh, you guys, that was, that was not improvisational. That's okay though, I gotta get laughs somehow. So <laughs> there's always one person who thinks that like my deathly allergy to penicillin is funny. It is kind of funny. That's the worst thing about SF. <laughs> My allergy to penicillin. My throat swells up and I can't breathe. More importantly, I can't eat uh, chocolate, men, uh, or edibles. <laughs> so like, what if I had to go to the hospital? Oh, good timing, dude. Okay, I'm the only one who thought that was good timing. So. <laughs> What if I had to go to the hospital and my dad had to fill out the form allergic to penicillin? I'd get to the operating room. The doctor would be like, wait, clear the room of pencils. No? Penicillin pencils? No? No? Damn it. <laughs> the best joke is the one you have to explain. <laughs> Let's get uh, Jen on the operating table. Use the short table. She's two foot five. And while you're at it, can you give her the white people eyelids? Oh. Uh, the entire spectrum. <laughs> Pam laughs and you sigh. <laughs> oh, that, okay, let's move away from eyelids, you guys. Eyelids works outside of San Francisco. Oh my God, did you empty the cash bucket? No. I'm gonna grease my hand later and try to. <laughs> The scariest robot future sequence. I, nah. Was it Robocop? <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you want to change about yourself? 
oh, I'm always like, you know, I could lose like 35 pounds. No, <laughs> no, like I think I don't have terrible self-esteem. I think I'm okay. Um, I'm like a four, let's be honest. 4.26 if you count my honors classes. <laughs> but I do have a vajayjay. It's always fun to watch reactions to this. <laughs> That's the second slow clap I've gotten for that one. <laughs> slow clap for JJ. So sometimes I have to bat away a dick. Mostly figuratively. <laughs> but like, I'm a four. Can you imagine being a ten? Be like working the speed bag at a boxing gym. Well, hello. Welcome. Hi. You guys just missed my dick joke. That's okay, plenty more to come. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, this is what I think when my mom talks to me. Oh, you guys, I just moved back from Hong Kong. I grew up somewhere much more glamorous, Fremont. <laughs> and I just moved in with my mom and my mom likes to tell me the best thing she's like when you were a kid so ugly <laughs> he's like she and this is true this is all true you guys comedy is tragedy plus time or not enough time so he's like so ugly you're dark skinned oh racist Chinese okay dark skin skinny and so dry so I was dark skin, skinny, and dry. Like, what did she want? A light-skinned, fat, moist kid? <laughs> okay, to say now, you look normal. Almost. <laughs> yeah, she does that. She's like, thank God you turned out kind of normal. <laughs> like, you're such an ugly kid. <laughs> oh, great. Thanks, Mom. She also likes to say, what does she say? Um, I'm a teacher. Hashtag failed Asian. <laughs> and uh, I used to have favored child status, like between me and my brother. I used to be like Canada. <laughs> and now I'm like North Korea. <laughs> like, full of hot air, probably need an updated haircut. <laughs> my mom, like, she's like, but your brother, real Asian, work for tech company. <laughs> and so tall, five foot four. <laughs> There's someone who really likes that one back there. Which app do I need to delete? Tinder, because I'm not Jessa. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> Want to know every thought I had today? No. <laughs> you don't want to know every thought that I had today. Did I have any fun thoughts today? Nope. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, this is a great one, Pam. Live, laugh, and love. And let that show you that Pam has a writing, has a master's in creative writing. <laughs> Is that alliteration? Do you see that, bitches? Live, laugh, and love. Don't fuck with this woman. Have a nice night, MG. <laughs>
wasn't down to make fun of those people. I was hoping that someone would be like, live, laugh, love, fuck that fucking book. That woman just says, I'm 40 and I'm gonna go figure out my life in Italy and then in, in India and wherever else the fuck she went because she had money. Fuck you. Go to India. I can't even afford to go to Daly City on the BART. That's like six bucks. Come to my open mic in Daly City. Fuck you. I don't have six bucks. I'm... They give you this a 50 cent now thing on the card. You swipe the card and now you got to get... They're like, we want to track you on that weird little clipper card. So don't use these... Maybe it has something to do with that universe. I don't know. Maybe those little BART cards are ruining the environment. And it's like all this weird magnetic stuff. Your next comedian will know because he works for Greenpeace. And I don't know what, I don't even know what the bad things in the world are. Uh, but we're going to find out. He's a hilarious guy. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Rolf Scar. Thank you, Pam. My God, the hat. It's like a uh, fucked up stoner trivial pursuit game or something. You ever played the old school one? I like the old blue one. All the rest of the versions after that, the Trivial Pursuit, no way. I was looking for the science and nature because I'm good at that. Come on, give me a green. <laughs> give me a green. Something about frogs. I can nail it. All right, this is going to be my favorite nonsense word. Oh, okay. My favorite nonsense word. Uh, I'm, uh, I made one up. It's bullshit and uh, malarkey put together. I call it bullarkey. Because I think it's like a double hit when I hear something that's stupid. I say, that's a bunch of balarkey. And it, you can alliterate with it. It's a bunch of balarkey. And you don't have to curse. You don't have to say bullshit in front of children. So that's, that's my favorite nonsense word right there currently. I also like to, uh, I'm an atheist. So instead of saying holy smokes, I've just dropped the holy part. And I just go, smokes! And uh, you should try it. Because somehow it hits a little harder. It's just, you know, because you get right to it. Like, holy smokes, that sounds dumb. But if you're like, smokes! Like that is, it actually gets people's attention. They're like, is there fire? Is there smoke? What's going on? So you can use that one. I want to spread that one around. We don't have to, we don't have to bring God into that. Okay. Are you still a shit talker? Oh my. Yeah, I got to dial it back a little bit sometimes. You know what I mean? Shit talking is, but I think it's, it's cheap. It's too easy to shit talk at work or whatever. You know, you're like, oh, the boss is this and that and that. I think shit talking is uh, good in sports, you know, and in social circles, but you got to leave it out of the, the, professional, the professional realm. Uh, I'm going to keep just, I'm going to go to the bottom. So I think that's where some good ones are. There we go. All right. Every Ming flashes for a season. You guys help me out with that? It's my fault for going to the bottom. Well, I mean, I'm in favor of flashers. I think I just admire their, their the chutzpah, you know, of flashing. I, I, I don't do it myself, but I'm figuring if you're going to run out onto that golf course, do you see that? The Waste Management Golf Tournament? It was somewhere in Arizona. The only reason I know this is because I went to Arizona like the couple days later and they were still talking about it. Waste management is the biggest trash company like in the world and they have a golf tournament and golf tournament is what you think if the biggest trash company had a golf tournament. It's chaos. And this dude just buck naked because usually golf is like shh quiet you know and everything's quiet and everyone's like talking hushed tones. But this is just like woo 
it's a big party. And this naked guy ran out onto the golf course and there was no security. So he just like rolled around for a while. <laughs> and then, it was pretty funny. It'd be funnier than this show. He's like, uh, he practices putt, but he didn't have a club or anything. He was just out there nude. And uh, people filming it were like, where's the security? Where's the security? But they're like, also, this is gonna be a great video for my Instagram feed. <coughs> All right, made something out of that. Drag queens are awesome, is what it says. Yeah, I think so. I did a comedy show one time in a uh, drag queen bar. I don't think it exists anymore. It was in the Tenderloin, and it was super fun. But uh, the last thing I remember was being mostly nude, uh, speaking of flashing, outside smoking hash with a lot of folks. And uh, I don't know what happened after that. But the, but <laughs> the audience was great. Uh, the participate, you know, because listen, I mean, folks uh, need to do what they want to do. And I think the more people embrace whatever freaking stuff they got going on, uh, the better. <laughs> Call your mom. Oh, man. Right now? She's sleeping, probably. Uh, my mom is great, though. Uh, my mom is Norwegian. She came from a shithole country. Uh, <laughs> it was a shithole. And then they got oil. And then they got smart. And they nationalized that shit. Instead of giving all the profits to Exxon, they put it into like education and healthcare and stuff like that. But it was a shithole when she was there. So she moved over to the United States, married my dad. Her name's Runa, R-U-N-A. And then later when she grew up, she realized um, that she was a lesbian. And she hung out with this other woman who also moved over when Norway was a shithole country, uh, who's also named Runa. And now they're both married. And it's beautiful, uh, and she's still not a U.S. citizen. My mom's kind of a hero. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's pretty great. Anyway, she could, I could tell you more about my mom, uh, and I'll call her tomorrow. Thanks for a reminder, Pam. <laughs> All right. Scariest thing right now? Okay, scary. Audience participation. What's the scariest thing right now? Oh. Okay, I thought you'd say that. <laughs> Same vote. <laughs> Says Trump again. Anyone uh, not? Is that not the scariest thing for somebody? Oh, God damn it. All right, we got Trump, Trump, Trump. I think uh, on, a, on a personal level, uh, scariest thing is just decision making in general. You know, you, you ever have that? Just sort of like, I had that moment where uh, I, was, I was doing laundry and I was trying to figure out like, Am I gonna put the colors in with the with the light colors? Am I gonna put my towel in? Like I got paralyzed for a second there. And the scariest thing, because sometimes when you put the towels in with the socks, the, the little pieces come off and they stick to the socks. And anyway, it's not a big deal, but it was scary that I got fucking paralyzed by that. And I thought decision making is only gonna get worse as time goes on and I get older and older. All right, uh, <laughs> abortion's cool. I felt like we had one earlier that was like that, Pam. Uh, abortion's cool. Uh, Listen, uh, for people that uh, you know oppose abortion, uh, I want to talk to them about this when we're in line. You know, well, like when you're in the TSA line, or you're waiting to get into the, the ballpark, or you're stuck in traffic, and be like, "Look, what if half these people weren't here?" You know, because like, <laughs> I think it might be too many. I think it, it could be too many. I'm not saying don't have babies. Go ahead, have babies. That's fine. I'm not gonna have them. Uh, I'm not judging you if you do. I'm just saying that in general, there might be enough of us now. Like we might have enough people. You know, and it's okay if the human race goes on, but. Uh, but I don't think we need to uh, be fruitful and multiply. That was like the one thing we did from the Bible. Like <laughs> all the other commandments and things we just ignored. We just, we keep shooting each other, killing each other, coveting each other's wives and husbands all the time. And like be fruitful and multiply. Yeah, we checked that off the list. Let's move on to the other ones, please. Okay. Uh, my hand hurts. Can you still read these? <laughs> oh, Pam. 
You got a brace or something you can put on there? Handwriting's pretty good, actually. It's youthful. This is youthful uh, handwriting. It sort of looks like um, the kind of middle school, high school kind of like, uh, you know, you kind of, I guess that's where we, that's when we used to write. You know, now we just type. I tried to write the other day. I was like, what the? I had capital letters. I was writing in all caps. And I'm like, where the hell did that come from? And then it switched to cursive. And it was just like garbage. So the one thing I know how to write now is my signature. You know, when you got to sign for a bill or something like that. But writing is a lost art. I guess we should try that again sometime. Sorry about your hand. How do you feel about disco? Okay, now this is controversial. How do you guys feel about disco? Okay, and the detractors. There's a in the corner. All right, because this used to be a thing because like like metal people would like destroy disco records and run over them in stadiums and things. It was like an anti-disco movement actively in the 80s. I'm old enough to remember this. Uh, I liked it. I like it because here's why. I'm gonna bring my mom back into this. She's from Norway, and uh, I grew up listening to uh, my dad who listened to Stones and Led Zeppelin and all that stuff, classic rock, uh, Chuck Berry stuff like that. But my mom was straight up just ABBA like all the time and I know like words to ABBA songs that no one ever plays they were like on the vinyl records used to play and and if, if someone's playing one for some reason or it's being sampled in a song I'll totally just start singing along with it not knowing I know the b-sides of, of ABBA so there's something there uh being born in the 70s I think maybe I heard it while I was in the womb all right I didn't cheat. I didn't look. You guys, I know. You're like, is he looking? Uh, I, I pulled this one. The best way to die. Oh, man. The best way to die. I think there's two different questions here. Best way to die, like, uh, accidentally or not on purpose, and the best way to die, suicide. I think there are two different ways to do that. I was thinking about suicide the other day, not because I want to kill myself, but I was like, what? Because some people kill themselves. I'm like, that sounds shitty. Like, jumping off the bridge. You know, you can fucking live. That would be horrible. That's worse than just regular living and jumping in front of buses and shit. And like now you ruined, like, can you imagine you're the train driver? And this happens a lot for train drivers. They have to just watch and they can't stop because, you know, they don't, the trains don't stop that quick. And then you just ruin that person's life. And so I was thinking, there's got to be a better way. And I was thinking eaten by a bear. And here's why, because first of all, like a big bear, not some fucking pussy ass like a, a black bear in the Sierras. I'm talking about go up to Alaska. Go get a big ass Kodiak, you know, and just, you know, rev him up, slap him in the face a few times. And he's gonna slap your head off so quick, it'll be done in a second. And then he's gonna eat you, and then you'll be a bear for like a little bit until he poops you out. And I think that's pretty cool. Sharks, too. When people get scared about sharks, I'm like, that's a fucking badass way to go. Are you kidding me? And we don't get eaten up by sharks anymore because they rescue us too quick. Did you know this? There's still lots of great whites out there. They bite you, and then they go, they wait for you to bleed out before they finish it. That's super smart because they're eating elephant seals and stuff. And elephant seals will fuck you up once you bite them. You know, they'll come back with teeth and stuff like that. So shark just waits for you to bleed out and now they rescue you. I like the old days where, the, you know, you didn't get rescued. You just got to be part of a shark. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then ocean poop. Like we don't even know what happens to ocean poop. It goes down, right? Gets eaten a little bit by fishes. But then what? It's like Two miles down there, you're in the Mariana Trench. Who knows what's going on down there? That's a good second life. Okay, the grossest thing you've ever seen in the Tenderloin. All right, I know what this is, actually. I wanted to make a joke out of this, and it's not a bit yet, but uh, uh, so I, I ride my bike everywhere, and I was riding my bike through the Tenderloin, and uh, ever noticed that pigeons are different depending on the neighborhood that you're in? So, like, I live kind of upper hate area, and on the hate, you know, they're fucked up pigeons. You know, they're not... They never have all of the toes, you know? 
and, but then you get to the tender and you go up like uh, Ashbury Heights. You walk up to those hills. They're not even pigeons anymore. They're like morning doves. You know, like <laughs> fucking. I swear you could do this. I'm not lying. But they're like coo coo, and they don't eat fucking hamburger wrappers or anything. And they sit in trees. Pigeons don't even fucking sit in trees. You see a pigeon in a tree, you call the rescue. Like someone, someone rescue this pigeon out of this tree. Put him on top of a quarter store where he belongs. Uh, in the Tenderloin, I was biking. And usually in the Tenderloin, you really, really got to keep your wits about you as a biker because traffic laws, you know, are a little bit sort of fuzzy. And, and also, you get, you get runners is what I call them. Just the folks that are like, burp, 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 like right through the intersection. And even though their arms don't move when they walk, their legs, it's fast. And, and, they, and they, they, it's always in the middle of the intersection and usually behind a van or something. So they just shoot out suddenly. So you really got to have your wits about me. But this one time, I was dealing with all that. And then in the middle uh, of the intersection, there was a pigeon, right? It was dead, right? And Of course. And then there was another pigeon. And the other pigeon was eating the dead pigeon. It was eating the dead pigeon from the cavity, like the, the chest. And it was like, there was red stringy things. I was like, God damn. Holy shit, there's something about a pigeon eating another pigeon. This horrified me. And of course they eat other pigeons. I just had never seen it before. I've seen a hawk eat a pigeon. That's fine with me. Something about a fucking pigeon eating a pigeon. There's perfectly good burger wrappers lying around. Why are you eating one of your own kind? And do you know what that pigeon has been eating its whole life? Crack, cr crack craps. Like, you're, this is not free rate. This is not healthy for you, pigeon. Anyway, uh, that's why they get all oily in the tenderloin. That's why they get all oily. They've got this, yeah, it, it's bad diet. And uh, it shows. Okay. All right. Stop for death. Okay, listen. Stop for death. What is that? Stop for death. Well, I mean, we all have to stop for death, right? Yeah, I know. I'm just attracting some dark ass energy tonight. Stop for death. Yeah, we gotta stop for death. I mean, we, we gotta like uh, go for life, though. I think more importantly, and we do that by stopping for death. I mean, I don't want to get too serious here for a second, but you know, you meditate on death every day, and then you live your life a little better. And I think that's okay. Yeah, there's almost nothing worse than maybe living forever. And so let's uh, let's make the most of Mutiny Radio here tonight. <laughs> Last pull. All right, it's a long one. Let's see what it says. I don't know anything about the affair with Pastor Greg. <laughs> Who's Pastor Greg? I definitely don't know anything about the affair with Pastor Greg. Here's the thing, though. If you're having an affair with Pastor, it's probably a good time, you know, because this guy is probably pretty tightly wound. I remember I lost my virginity uh, to, a, to a woman I met at the, the youth, uh, what, what do you call it, youth group, you know, in, in church. So, yeah, lots of people get freaky in church. That's why a lot of people go to church to begin with. They pretend, but no, that's a place you get freaky. And, uh, and so Pastor Greg, you know, and whoever did the affair with him, I'm for it. I'm for it. Give up your host, Ham Benjamin. Thanks for having me. Everybody. Yay! He's back. He was on a long hiatus saving the world, but now he's back. It's a comedy, and we're excited. Your last comedian, you guys ready for your headliner? He is a gem, a joy of the San Francisco comedy scene. He is totally hilarious, and I have no idea what he's going to do with this basket, but we're going to love it. Everybody put your hands together for FC Sierra! Yeah. I, uh, I, for one... Huh? Oh, it's a sweater. 
to correct you there. Uh, I had like a long time in my life, like when I was going to college, if I would like carry something that I was reading, people were like, oh, what you reading? I'd be like, a book. And I'd realize like in time, oh, I was an asshole. And I just didn't, I didn't know. But yeah, it says pyrotechnics for beginners. Uh, I'm not here to, to pump this brand. My girlfriend has like eight of these shirts. So uh, I've already contributed enough to that company's success, uh, I believe. Uh, happy to be here. I am also happy that Rolf is back in comedy. I think that's an honor. Yeah, it's great. I saw him, if you don't know what the OMG nightclub is, it's a very, uh, it's a very upstanding, very, uh, dirty homosexual, uh, bar. Like it doesn't cater to clean homosexuals. You don't go there if you're a, if you're a nice gay guy and you take showers every day. No, you don't go there. You go to another spot that's a little bit like nicer gay. But uh, anyway, I was there at an open mic and they happened to have that day. I don't know if it was just like they were planning on having it right in front of the the dirty gay nightclub, but they had one of those uh, big buses that you could go and have like your AIDS test or your chlamydia or syphilis test in that thing. It's sort of like a bookmobile, but for AIDS. Uh, but they had one of those outside that club, sort of, I think, just catering to the clientele. And I saw Rolf uh, with his bike, and he biked past there. And I was like, oh, is that Rolf? And I, I hadn't seen him in a couple years, so I got excited. And then he didn't acknowledge me at first. He kind of like turned and kept going, so I was like, oh, shit. I just busted in on him trying to go to the AIDS bookmobile, and now he's gonna have to enter the comedy game again just to cover up the fact that he wanted to get his free prophylactics. But, but obviously it's not that, so I'm happy about that. Cheers to Rolf. Difference between Catholics and Lutherans. Is that you, Pam? You know when like someone asks you a question enough and you're just like, I take that as a challenge uh, to a lot of things in my life. Obviously, I don't. I know that the the Lutherans were the people they they put the they put the paper on the front of the church. And they're like, hey, read this fucking paper, and people are like, well, they already gave us the Bible. That's like a bunch of words on that, and they were like, no, this paper's more important. Uh, and then they just made a religion off it, and apparently they don't have hell. I know that they don't have hell. Catholics. I was raised Catholic, uh, so you you learn about hell before you learn about heaven. Like you don't know anything that's going on good if you if you die. You're just like, oh, you want you're gonna go to hell if that happens. It's never like, oh, you can go to heaven if you do this. It's like, no, you're probably going to hell. Uh, but but you could do some good stuff for the church before then, and so that's nice. Service. Uh, Lutherans. I don't know. Like, I feel bad for the Lutherans, too, because, like, Jesus, most famous Jesus ever, right? Jesus, most famous Jesus ever, the founder of Lutheranism, uh, Martin Luther. He's not even the most famous Martin Luther anymore. Like, he doesn't even get to have that. He made a whole fucking religion. There's, like, 500 million people that have to go to the Lutheran church, and they're just like, you're not going to hell anyway. And they're like, why don't we even come here? But they still go. They're Lutherans. And then he doesn't even get to have the fame from being the best Martin Luther. Everybody's like, but he didn't even fuck like Martin Luther King did. It's like he didn't even have the extra stuff. 
which is, by the way, uh, the coolest thing about Martin Luther King and Gandhi uh, is when you find out that they were also into a lot of sex. Because uh, it feels like it would be exhausting. I don't think about like peace and sex at the same time. And they had like enough uh, multitasking mind that they were. It was like a dolphin. You know when they're able to stay awake because they have the two brains. They just switch to a brain and they're like, oh, peace, love, give me some orange juice. And then he's like, no, I want to sleep next to my niece, Gandhi, not Martin Luther King, not Martin Luther King Jr., not Martin Luther King Jr. Gandhi slept next to his niece. He says he didn't. He says he didn't do anything. I've heard. He says he didn't do anything. Still weird. <laughs> and also, just like the conversation with the niece too. Like even if they weren't having sex, they'd have to be awake next to each other in a bed for at least forty minutes before you fall asleep. What do you talk about? What do you talk? Like, what do you talk about with a 13-year-old niece of yours? Like, oh, that's, that's a great birthday party last week, wasn't that? Oh, my God, what a pinata. Uh, they probably didn't have pinatas back in colonial India. Uh, or maybe they were filled with something else, just like, uh, you know, despair or whatever. But uh, it was generally not happy before he did his stuff. But he still slept with the niece. Like, he still, like... I don't, it's like when you th try to think about what would Tom Hanks have to do for me not to like Tom Hanks anymore? I don't know if he could do anything. Like, I don't know if, if Tom Hanks came into this room and killed all of us, I'd be like, God damn, what did we do? It's like, I'd instantly like, I'm gonna blame the victim in this situation because Tom Hanks is on my side. I know that it's, he's my Santa Claus. Uh, if I could just put cookies, he's a diabetic also, yeah. Tom Hanks, diabetic. <laughs> you know, that's almost as bad as sleeping next to your niece. But, uh, but so is my dad, diabetic, not niece sleeper. Uh, really, really got off track here. Uh, are your dreams boring? I've been wanting to talk about this for years, uh, but I didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do this in the guise of going up and telling jokes at a comedy show. So because it came out of that, Hell hat, uh, which is obviously named for that, because if you've ever worn that hat, you deserve to go to hell, for sure, uh, for the death of that fox and for the fashion. Uh, that's a double. I'm sorry, Pam. It's a lovely hat. I'm sure you look great in it. Uh, but I've been wanting to talk about my dreams for years. I have issues with my dreams. Do you have extraordinary dreams, ma'am? Really? Do you, ha do you remember your dreams? Do you smoke like too much weed too? That's what my doctor said. He said you smoke more weed, you remember your dreams less. And it's just like, well, I also, uh, if I don't smoke weed, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be feeling a lot more murderous just in general in my life. So in my day waking, I don't want to go angry. But, but I get dreams too, uh, and it's it's mostly like. You know when people have dreams and they tell you about their dream, they're like, oh, I had a dream uh, and I walked into this empty room. Uh, it, it was empty, but it was like a color. I can't describe the color. But it, people never describe, but you, you accept it in the dream. And I walked in there and it was my dead mother and, and it was amazing. And I got to talk with my dead mother for, for 15 minutes. And then the guy from Stranger Things came out and he said, that's not your dead mother. This is a Tide commercial. And then you're like, wow, that's amazing. That's wow. That, that's a weird, that's a, you got a lot going on in your life. Uh, but with me, it's just like, I'll have dreams where it's just like, I'm in the dream. You always accept 
that like if you're in a dream and you have fins you're just like all right i gotta i guess i gotta deal with these fins you never like go figure out how to use the fins you're already mid mid fin you never have to like the first the first 30 minutes of the superhero movie is already over by the time you're in the dream like you're already fucking spider-man you don't have to have your dead uncle die or whatever or anything like that so you gotta you gotta be in that world and you accept it and the only time like i've had this dream seven times in my life where i am in my life I am in my regular, regular day, and cottage cheese doesn't exist. I know this in my head, and cream cheese. I've had both. I don't know what the difference is if, if I had a different body chemistry. Cottage cheese or cream cheese doesn't exist. I'm in the dream, and I know this. I don't even ask. People aren't talking about cream. Oh, did you hear? All the cream cheese disappeared. What the fuck? We have to, we'll make a mystery out of this, and then it's Scooby-Doo style. Not even that. It's just like, oh, it's not even like I come across a bagel or a can of peaches or anything like that. It just, it doesn't exist, and then I go on with the rest of my day. It's not even good. Like, I've had dreams. One time I worked a double shift at my sandwich making, which when you're working a double shift, you want it to have meaning, not just double the sandwiches you made your previous day. Uh, so it's not really completionary, but I had a double shift at my sandwich making job i went and did comedy so i felt worse and then i went home and i fell asleep for eight hours where i dreamt an entire shift at my sandwich making job and then i woke up and i had to go to the next shift again like i worked four fucking shifts in like 25 hours i don't know how i and it was just it wasn't even like extraordinary sand oh god the the toaster's burning everything today we gotta figure this no regular sandwich enjoy this thing I make every day enjoy this thing that I make every day not not extraordinary not extraordinary like, do you think Martin Luther like King important one uh, do you think he really had that dream it's just no it's just like if it if it was like a dream, like he's making a metaphor out of it, and it's like, oh, I have a dream, sort of like I have a hope, I have a wish, I understand that. But if he really had that dream, he must have been like, like he went, he goes down, and he, he goes to his regular life, and he just sees white people and black people and Chinese people, and they're interacting, and they're just being regular, and then he just dreams that for like three weeks and it's just like fucking jump rope somebody driving a car and you're like oh how's it going guy riding a car and it's just a dude that looks different than you and he has that for like six weeks and he's like god damn it i gotta come up with something out of this thing uh you know everybody in there looked different there was kids and there was adults and they were looking different and then they were also living so it's not like i had it's not like a meaningless dream it's actually something that i could base my quasi religion on uh, and it's beautiful and that's what we have now that's america built off probably a dream Or it says, oh, wham. <laughs> or it says, oh, ma, like a, like a fish gel. I'm sorry, Jean. You've mentioned being Asian. I was looking at Asian restaurant. Uh, 
I know you're Asian anyway, no offense, uh, but you mentioned uh, that you are Asian. I was looking through an Asian menu, the best Asian restaurant in Daly City, and in the Bay Area last night, they have fish mob, fish jaw. I don't know why I pointed at the one Asian person that I saw, but fish jaw, it's a thing. Oh man, I, I just got myself into this position, didn't I? Oh, talk about oh man. Oh, fish mob. Why go through all that trouble? That's a great point. Uh, that's a great point thing that predicted what I was going to say before. Uh, but really, like, by the end of life, are you going to just hit the point and be like, I died when I was 27. <laughs> like, what, what was the whole point? Like, people, when they die, when they're, I'm already 28. Passed it up. Like, people, when they die when they're 27, they're like, oh, it goes on the list. 27 lists. Uh, they could have been great, but not Kurt Cobain, Janis Joplin, Mama Cass. Jimi Hendrix. Amy Winehouse. 27. 27. Meanwhile, really? You see, you, got, you get to be in that list. Even if you have no talent, people are like, oh my God, he had potential. It was just that three years left before he became 30 that he would have turned into something. And then you could just get to the end of your life. You could have kids that are already dead and you have to watch all of that. And then at the end of it, you're just like, what was the fucking point of having that kid? Like, I had to watch it die, too. Like, I could have just gotten a good Tamagotchi or some sort of nano pet. Because uh, you get to go through a whole life cycle in that, and then you get to up oh, upkeep. Oh, what a reward. It's turning into something different. But you don't have to actually attend a funeral, because then you got to go to Costco and find a casket. Uh, <laughs> discount, discount caskets. You have a very familiar face. Has anybody ever told you that uh, you look like your parents? <laughs> Just came up with that right there. Solid gold. You guys could use that in your regular life. Oh my goodness. Fish in a blender. Fish is coming up. I, I feel so wasteful every time I throw these on the floor. Uh, I'm one of those people that just keeps trash in their pockets. Uh, and then at the end of the day, I just go like this, and then I put it on my desk. Uh, and, and then I'm just like, okay, I'll leave this here for four days, and then just wait for a complaint to come from up top, which is my girlfriend. Uh, just like, you wait for management to deal with the problem, then the menial workers can get the shit done. Uh, and that's how it is. It's just like, oh, yeah. Decision from up top. I don't. Uh, something about fish. What was the fish thing? The fish, fish in a blender. Fish in a blender. We really should have some uh, quality control on those. <laughs> <laughs> You're a turd. Right there. It predicted that I was going to be mean again. Right there. You're a turd, which still hurts. Still hurts. To this day, there's still words that could be said to you, like, sure, all the, all the top-level ones that you're not supposed to call anybody anymore. Uh, like, like, even stuff that was cool in high school was not cool anymore. Uh, and even if it was in between friends. And now, now you just got to call someone a turd. 
and that person has to feel like a turd. And you remember what turds were back in the day. Turds haven't existed since 1994. Like, everybody's been taking shit since then. But turds were something that came from a different era. It was like old shit. The shit that didn't have good fiber in it. The shit that struggled to get through the end of the... It was like uh, like Andy Dufresne in Shawshank. The shit that just had to come, like, swim through the... To get to the other side. Uh... And you never come up clean. But that's what a turd is. And then you don't want to be that anymore. And now like, I'd rather have someone just call me a worse word. <laughs> is comedy real art? <sighs> it's like a... I feel like comedy, uh, especially in the way that we've all experienced it tonight, uh, is sort of like, I'm not going to say just macaroni, but all pastas of art, uh, which is different as a visual form, pasta art, probably not so appreciated around the world, right? <laughs> like you see, like you see a nice fucking macaroni necklace that has like some real work put to it and you're just like, wow. This is something I could I could appreciate. I don't want it. Like I don't want that to be for me. Of course I wouldn't want that. Looks fucking miserable to make. But that's a cool necklace. Like that's that's the most comedy. It's just like it's a passing. Hey, that didn't make me feel worse. And that's it. That's it. That's the best comedy can do. Like art, you could look. I, my old job, they had, uh, they had a uh, a painting, or it was a, it was a photo print of a painting, but that's that's good enough for me. Uh, but they had, and it it was like a whole bunch of different old white guys, and they were wearing tall red pointy hats. Maybe this is a famous painting. No, I don't know. And they were saying, go to this, go to this museum. I don't know any of the museums, uh, but go to this museum. Look at this, and I was just staring at it in the office at work and I saw it and I was like that's stupid it's dumb I don't like this I don't know why that's up there I don't know why I'm right here standing in this moment looking at this fucking thing right here what is it with my life that I am standing here having this thought about this thing that I don't even need to look at why did that guy have to paint any of this but that's part, that part's pretty nice. Uh, I kind of like the shape of that thing. Uh, I, is this what feeling is? And then in that moment, you're like, oh shit, do I have feelings now? Am I a person? Did I just become a person by looking at that photograph of a painting? But with comedy, it's just like, wow, what a... What amazing spaghetti art you made. Uh, sure, I'll have it up on my wall because you're six years old and I don't want to make you feel worse about your life decisions, but it's fucking macaroni art. And this is something that I do every day. So why go through the trouble? Uh, the last time I sexually harassed someone. <laughs> We'd have to pick categories. <laughs> Male, female, human, non-human. Uh, 
Because what do you mean? Like that's the that's that's the last six years. Like I, I haven't been too sexual out in public in my life, Pam. Uh, I'm not the type of person that sees another person's like I got something to say to them that somebody else hasn't said that's gonna make them like me. I don't have that. There's nothing. They have to come up to me. And then we have an awkward conversation for several times, and then they have to Facebook message me like a week later and ask if we want to hang out. And I'm like, oh, they just want to be friends. I know that. That's the friend game. I know how it's going. But it, and then it evolves to a relationship. I've done that three times now, last six years. Um, so pretty much when I sexually harass, uh, it's usually people that are walking their dogs. And it's not the people walking their dogs. I harass the dogs. I see a dog coming down the street. I'm like, look at that face. Ooh, you think you got a face going on there? Look at that shake. Look at that tail. Ooh, wagging that tail. Such a happy dog. And then I don't even make eye contact with the walker because I'm just like, I don't want them to think that this is me transmitting what I want to say to them to that thing that's furry. No, I'm, I'm feeling everything for that thing right there. But when you tell somebody... Like in front of the dog, in front of the person, like, oh my God, you're so much better than people. Then they know like, oh, he's not a sexual harasser. He's just kind of weird. And that's better. <laughs> Can't sexual harass online. I don't know what I would write. I don't even know how to say hi in a way that, like even hi, when, when you get to a certain point in your lack of confidence in your life, you realize that even hi feels like sh sexual harassment from you, like coming from you. Because I could say hi to a woman that I want to say a lot of other, I want other things to happen with that woman that I'm saying hi to. Uh, but at the same time, I know that I can't say anything else other than that hi. Basically, this whole thing was me saying I'm innocent. Uh, so if anything comes up in the next five years, uh, anything comes up in the next five years, just remember, character witnesses right here. Uh, well, he said he wouldn't do it, and he seemed genuine. He was sweating. Uh, help me. All right. Which, more people should say that. Just in life. Don't expect help, but... You know, when someone's like, hey, how's it going? Just be like, help me. <laughs> no, you all right, man? Help me. <laughs> no, I'm just like, uh, what's, what's going Help me. No, dude, I just like, I was, what do you, what do you need help? <laughs> me. <laughs> and then they walk away and they're like, oh, God damn. I hope that guy gets some help. And it's fine. But anyway, I'm going to stop talking. You guys have listened. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Keep your hands clapping for FC Sierra and all the amazing comedians you saw tonight. Uh, this was a lot of fun. We have the Hell Hat every third Friday of the month. Uh, the fourth Friday of the month is always Hell in a Hand Basket, uh, which is a little different, but kind of the same. It's like chopped, but with baskets. Very similar to this, but also very different. Thank you, guys. Thank you, real audience people, for coming and laughing and listening to our jokes. And uh, come to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. Thanks. Bye-bye.
swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the internet ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Everybody, listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the weekly review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for me every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling reels. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. 
seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner than you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army. Gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m. Rock and roll only night of the week. We have a five dollar cover charge. Always five bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from four p.m. until two a.m. Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two to two. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got whiskey Wednesday, tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special: a shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California Lager for eight bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening. But a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, yo yo, view cannabis vape lounge. Yo, Mike, Mike, yeah, that's good. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for yo 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 yo. In 2018, Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Hate Street. At yo, 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 yo. Both locations are open until 10 yo, yo, yo. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. 
I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscope. Some, some more live on the air. Okay. You know, live music's always the best music. Cool. And now, Kelly Gordon. I'm just kidding. Why don't you sing? I don't know. I'll sing. You just, you just go ahead. Go ahead. You do something. We're going to have Albert on the uh, accordion. We're going to have Barb on the drums. She's just going to hit things. She, she can just like uh, play drums on anything. Say, so check it out. We got these. Uh, these okay, go ahead. I'm waiting. We're still waiting. Just play that fucking thing, dude. You take it to the give. Give me that. Give me that goddamn guitar. Give me that guitar. No, you don't want to play it. Oh, I should have just. I should have just wailed this. All right, what, what song? Let's do a cover or something. Yeah. Let's do a cover. Standing here all alone. Little piggy gonna find something new. Gonna stop me now. I don't care anymore. Nothing gonna stop me now. Nothing gonna stop me now. I don't care anymore. Nothing gonna stop me now. Hey, pig. Things didn't work out like we planned. Hey, pig. There's a lot of things I thought you could help me understand. What am I supposed to do? Nothing gonna stop me now. I don't care anymore. Nothing gonna stop me now. I don't care. 
nothing gonna stop me now. I don't care anymore. Nothing gonna stop me now. Well, there you go. Kelly, now it's your turn. That was Nine Inch Nails. It, was, it goes out to all you pigs out there. You know who you are. You could play anything. Hendrix, The Doors, one of your own things. You could just play some blues. Let's do some blues. That'd be cool. It's up to you. No, that was cool. Let's let's roll with that. It's so out of tune. No, it's just so in tune. Just just roll with it. Try, just try, baby. Takes a piece of me when she goes. Oh, fuck it, dude. You gotta play some rhythm there. I can't sing over that shit. I can't, I can't no, rhythm no. You, you, you're just as loud as I can do. You're floored. All right, hey, thanks for listening to Roxy Roller Radio Show. If you wanna just play on your own, though, I'm gonna let you do that shit. I'm gonna go uh, sample that merchandise. And uh, so just like play, you wanna play anything you want? You, are you just over it? Oh, yeah, two dollars. You could play. I'm just saying, I just won't sing over it. What? You feel it? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to play? No, I do. Uh, uh, not, not on that thing, dude. It's not too. We should go like get the piano going too. Let's get a jam going. What do you think? Yeah, that's perfect. All right. Oh, I guess I should play one more song then. We in OT. We'll go walking with the beast, right? One of my favorite songs by Gun Club. Hey, Albert, that shit was fucking weird. What? You fucking you. you mm. <laughs> what the hell? I just ate some. That was LSD, was? Oh shit! It's hey, it's good. It's chill, man. Nice dreams. Okay. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna. I'm just, why isn't this shit working, dude? It sucks. Come on, man. Oh, here we go. Why isn't it working? Yeah, I don't know. This song should like this should hey, be can going. I read these song we should have music off? going. Hey, this Rox, is terrible. Rox, can I read these song titles off? Yeah, this, go for it. So I found this Jimi Hendrix album right in the used section at Thrill House Records. Right. And um, I love getting the off stuff. And you know they have legal problems with Jimi Hendrix and his, you know, the family, and you know he signed all these bad contracts. That's true. So I had, I got this one. It's like from Italy, and it sounds like he's in like a lounge. You can hear the glasses like cheering and sh- you know okay. whatnot. And it's cool like late at night. But this one I found. Like Red House, okay. On side one, it's Red House. We, right. we know Red House. There's a Red House over yonder. Yeah. Do you know these rocks? Wipe the sweat. Whoa, a. Hey, I had go I, go shoes under the table. I think I have part that one, dude. Part one. Don't get don't get cocky. Part one, dude. I'm not, not getting two. cocky. I'm just saying I think I got that one. Side two, Groove Maker or Groove Maker, baby. Right, that's what Jimmy Hendrix would say. People's people. He, he beat a Groove Maker. Hey, rocks. You ready for Murderer's Row right here? You're from New York. You're from the Bronx, right? Yankees. Yeah, absolutely. You ready for Jimi Hendrix's Murderer's Row? You know, I don't think the Yankees, I guess, so what was that? Like Lou Gehrig and like... Uh, Babe, Babe Ruth. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. But you ready for Jimmy's on side two? People. Why not? People's Peoples. I know blues, that song. Blues Blues. Lime Lime. 
and she's a fox. Dude, Jimmy's a poet. What can you say? I mean, I don't know. That's just like, he just mailed that in, but it's cool how it's like, Whoa, you know, you should check this thing Whoa, out. Um, one song title, dude. There's like, uh, it's from 1965, I think, like before Jimmy kind of did it. And it's like these two guys dancing. They seem really happy. They like each other a lot. And he's like one of these oh. backup guys. So I'm going to try to punch up that video. Or I'll try to send it to you. But um, what were we going to play anyway? Oh. Uh, play uh, some Jimmy, dude. That's cool. No, I put a Neon Lobster on. Okay, Neon Lobster. Bloody stump, dude. Do it. This thing ain't turning around, dude. Yeah, I do. No, that's cool. You know how to do it. Oh, the, the light went off. Okay, cool. Like this? Just do it. No, it's feedback again, that's dude. That's not it. That's not it. Come on, brother. You want me to? Oh, here, I'll got it. Oh, sorry. My bad. There you go. What'd you do? I did that. Oh. Whatever. You gotta put Good job. Right? Is it a 45? Or, or yes, sir. Okay, cool. So we're gonna hear one more song because he did bring in this like lovely vinyl. So we'll just say we figured we'd play a little bit before we head out. Head out to the highway. We've got nothing to lose at all. That's cool. It's like an industrial thing. All right, off, dude. dude. You're not gonna turn off. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's not it, huh? All right. This is a great band called Leftover Crack. Thank you 
July 1946, Paris. In the reception room of that palace on the right bank of the river, a hale and hearty journalist heckled for a quarter of an hour a thin man with deep marks of suffering and privation on his face, who had in front of him a small vase of pink roses. Round about were nearly 100 reporters and observers from all countries. Mr. President, you are a communist, aren't you? Yes, the man replied sedately. Have you been in the resistance? Ladies and gentlemen, Angelo Lamenti. About 40 years. Have you been in prison too? It was clear what the journalist was driving at. Yes. What prison? Many, sir. Long? The thin man looked at the hale and hearty journalist with a faint smile and said, In prison, time is always long, you know. The reply given in French was prompt, clear, and unexpected. Was it said as a reproach, as irony, or as humor? What is certain is that at that instant, Frenchmen, Englishmen, and Americans in the room were astonished to notice that the goatee-bearded scholar could smile in Paris or in London as well as in Hanoi. It was the unscrutable smile of a wise man whose vision stretched far beyond today. Have you any further questions, journalist? In prison, time is always long. Ho Chi Minh, Prison Diary. Arrested at Tukvin Street, Abundance and Glory Street. At Abundance and Glory Street, shame was thrust on me so as to delay my journey. I am an honest man with a clear conscience, but I was accused without ground of being a spy. Entering Sing Si District Prison, Old inmates of the jail welcome new prisoners. In the sky, white clouds are chasing the black ones away. White clouds and black have drifted out of our sight. On earth, free people are huddled into the jail. Hard is the road of life. Having climbed over steep mountains and high peaks, how should I expect on the plains to meet greater danger? In the mountains, I met the tiger and come out unscathed. On the plains, I encountered men and was thrown into prison. I was a representative of Vietnam, on my way to China to meet an important personage. On the quiet road, a sudden storm broke loose and I was thrust into jail as an honored guest. I am a straightforward man with no crime on my conscience, but I was accused of being a spy for China. So life, you see, is never a very smooth business. And now the present bristles with difficulties. Morning. Every morning the sun, emerging over the wall, darts its rays against the gate. Once awake, everyone starts on the hunt for lice. At eight o'clock, the gong sounds for the morning meal. Come on, let's go and eat to our heart's content. For all we have suffered, there must be good times coming. Noon. In the cell, how lovely it is to have a siesta. For hours, we're carried away in sound sleep. I dream of riding a dragon up into heaven. 
waking and brought abruptly back into prison. Afternoon. Two o'clock. The cell door opens to let fresh air in. Everyone raises his head for a look at the sky. Free spirits haunting the sky of liberty. Do you know your own kind are languishing in prison? Prison meals. At every meal, only one bowl of red rice, without vegetables, without salt, and even no broth to go with it. Those who get food brought into them can sometimes eat their fill. But without help from outside the jail, we groan with hunger. The Gruel Inn. At the side of the road, in the shade of a big tree, a thatched hut serves as an inn for passing travelers. But there's no wine for the guests of this institution. The menu is just cold rice gruel and white salt.
that black plastic is a show you're tuned into in this station that's coming to you from the Mission District in sunny San Francisco's MutinyRadio.fm. Please keep a listening.
how brave you are, but I'm afraid of waiters. Somehow they always end up telling me what to eat. But once, at least once, was I a hero. The scene is one of those restaurants that isn't responsible for your hat or the service. The waiter is a determined, independent gent who doesn't take orders. And printed right on the menu, next to the blue plate special I'm about to order, is a gentle warning, positively no substitutions. Positively? Well, let's see. Waiter, I think I'd like to have this uh, special dinner here. Yeah, what do you like to have? Uh, let's see now. Uh, it says uh, a dollar and a half uh, tomato juice, vegetable soup, roast beef. Do I have to take that tomato juice? Can I have uh, pineapple juice instead? No, we haven't got it. And that's the bill of it. It's made up that way by the chef, and I have to I wait. I mean, but have you got some, uh, uh, let's see, any other kind of juice? No, nope, only tomato juice. Only tomato juice. Uh, vegetable soup. You got any uh, consomme or anything like no, that? No, no. Vegetable soup, just the way it's on the pillow fair. Vegetable soup, huh? I don't like vegetable soup. Well, I can't hurt that if you don't like vegetable soup. You eat the roast beef and pay a dollar and a half just the same. Could I, have a, could I change the soup for some uh, fruit salad? See, I got uh, some costume. Might be oh, wait, wait, wait. No, wait. Just a second. All right, now the roast beef. Uh, with carrots and peas. Uh, can I change that to string beans? No, carrots and peas, that's the standard. Oh, but carrots and peas, I don't like carrots and peas. Oh, then you eat it without carrots and peas. Well, what other vegetable can I have? Uh, nothing, eat the potatoes, double portion potatoes. Uh, can I have any vegetable? No. Can I have a salad? No, no, no salad. Huh. Uh, what flavor ice cream you got? Vanilla and chocolate. No strawberry? No strawberry, no. Not today. Well, what other dessert? You have That's any? Oh, van vanilla and chocolate ice cream. Either you take vanilla or you take chocolate or do without it. No, but look, just, fella. Mister, you're taking my time away. No, no, no wait, just a second. I, I want this dinner, but I can't find anything I like on it yet. Well, I don't like tomato juice. You like tomato juice. You don't like no soup, but you like the roast beef. Yeah. But you don't like no carrots and peas. Right. You want ice cream, but you don't like the vanilla ice cream. You don't like the chocolate. If I could have this dollar and a half dinner with tomato juice, I'll even take tomato juice. Yeah. Nice consomme. I got no consomme. All right, all right, all right, wait, wait. Roast beef with uh, string beans and french fried potatoes. And I'll even take the ice cream. No, 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 nothing to it. What? Either you take it to your... Ask the chef, maybe... No, oh, no, I don't go in the chef. The chef's gonna run with the kitchen knife after me. No, 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 oh, no. No, so. Can't you change it a little bit? No, no, nothing changed. According, that's the standby, and that's all that's to it. I'll work on according to schedule. The what? According to schedule, that's a schedule for me. What do you mean? It's a dinner. That's all right, but for me it's a schedule. What I've got on here, i got to sell. I can sell nothing else what I haven't got on there. 
Well, maybe he's got a lot of, of pineapple juice. Well, or something I gotta get like rid that. of this stuff first, eh? Well, what are you trying to get rid of it on me? Well, if you don't take it, somebody else will. I, I have to eat. Yeah, but you're here to serve me. Yeah, but I want you. this dollar and a half dinner, but I want to make a couple of little changes. Ask him about it. No, no. Could you take the carrots out and only peas? No, the car carrots and the peas is together, and takes two men to pick the pick the carrots out. Then when I bring the peas, you want the carrots in it. I don't like carrots. I can't stand it. Don't eat them. Just pick out the peas. Take it or leave it.
Yo estaba bien por un tiempo volviendo a sonreír. Luego anoche te vi, tu mano me tocó y el saludo de tu voz te hablé muy bien. Sin saber que he estado llorando por tu amor, llorando por tu amor, luego de tu adiós sentí todo. Llorando, 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 no es fácil de que al verte yo esté llorando. Yo que pensé que te olvidé, pero es verdad, es la verdad, que te quiero aún más, mucho más que ayer. Dime tú qué puedo hacer, no me quieres. Y siempre estaré llorando por tu amor, llorando por tu amor, tu amor se Y quedó llorando, 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 llorando. Flat Black Plastic is a show you're listening to on Mutiny Radio. I'd like to present the next group, beginning with the pianist, Wynton Kelly.
bassist is Paul Chambers. The drummer is Jimmy Cobb. On tenor saxophone, John Coltrane. On trumpet, Miles Davis.
anyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday from four to six at getting sketchy with david stolowitz press out those new jokes every monday six to eight on joke workshop with four minute sets and four minute critiques from everyone get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THCD. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Come in after work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought-provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
July 1946, Paris. In the reception room of that palace on the right bank of the river, a hale and hearty journalist heckled for a quarter of an hour a thin man with deep marks of suffering and privation on his face, who had in front of him a small vase of pink roses. Round about were nearly 100 reporters and observers from all countries. Mr. President, you are a communist, aren't you? Yes, the man replied today. Have you been in the resistance? Ladies yes. and gentlemen, Angelo How long? About 40 years. Have you been in prison, too? It was clear what the journalist was driving at. Yes. What prison? Many, sir. Long? The thin man looked at the hale and hearty journalist with a faint smile and said, in prison, time is always long, you know. The reply given in French was prompt, clear, and unexpected. Was it said as a reproach, as irony, or as humor? What is certain is that at that instant, Frenchmen, Englishmen, and Americans in the room were astonished to notice that the goatee-bearded scholar could smile in Paris or in London as well as in Hanoi. It was the unscrutable smile of a wise man whose vision stretched far beyond today. Have you any further questions, journalist? In prison, time is always long. Ho Chi Minh, the prison diary. Arrested at Tukvid Street, Abundance and Glory Street. At Abundance and Glory Street, shame was thrust on me so as to delay my journey. I am an honest man with a clear conscience, but I was accused without ground of being a spy. Entering Sing Si District Prison, Old inmates of the jail welcome new prisoners. In the sky, white clouds are chasing the black ones away. White clouds and black have drifted out of our sight. On earth, free people are huddled into the jail. Hard is the road of life. Having climbed over steep mountains and high peaks, how should I expect on the plains to meet greater danger? In the mountains, I met the tiger and come out unscathed. On the plains, I encountered men and was thrown into prison. I was a representative of Vietnam, on my way to China to meet an important personage. On the quiet road, a sudden storm broke loose and I was thrust into jail as an honored guest. I am a straightforward man with no crime on my conscience, but I was accused of being a spy for China. So life, you see, is never a very smooth business. And now the present bristles with difficulties. Morning. Every morning the sun, emerging over the wall, darts its rays against the gate. But the gate remains locked. Inside the prison, Once awake, everyone starts on the hunt for lice. At eight o'clock, the gong sounds for the morning meal. Come on, let's go and eat to our heart's content.
gonna watch you. Well, I'm the ultimate, the rhyme imperial. I'm better, but some don't believe me though. But I'm a pro in hot material on your Walkman. Box to any stereo, uno. Dos, not cuatro. Spanish girls, they like to call me Pacho. On the mic, innovating this pattern. You fell off, your brain is on Saturn. Take steps and climb my ladder and climb. Climb, climb. Pace the rhythm and clock the time that I leave. Come back on beat. Different. Telling and selling. Like a skyjet, plane propelling, but dwelling. Deep in your skull. My rhyme shines and yours are dull. Like dirt. It hurt to be whacker, but instead I grab a big stacker, whack MCs, lay them down like tile. Scrapping garbage, germs out power to keep clean. I'm in a movie scene. Ears turn and needles lean to cut scratches in a part that matches. I'm leaving eyes and brains with patches stuck. So push my luck for any roach or MC duck. Just watch me. With lots of volume You hear static? Well you should fine tune knob To tune me in better Cause I said G And I would never let her Whack him CG off with style Touch my mic Rip and smile like a duck You know you all soft punk Live and paint your material sucks Louder and worse than you can't imagine You best run Cause I'ma put a badge in your brain So you can see the real time Grab a pen and write down my rhyme And learn it and learn it and learn it Until it sinks inside your skull And you're no longer pink Cause now you are a biter Learning from me so I guess that is a writer Except if you try to be the original Rhyme Imperial The exceptional G Sometimes I rhyme offbeat Awkward But different with the rhythm Back and forth one two And then I give them A chance to see The world's greatest MC Just watch me Word up You gotta watch me now More love When I come outside, you step back, stay inside your house While you look out your window, your girl screams, where cool keep go? Walking, while punks keep talking, annoying me, MC's hawking On the stage, anytime, I'm cold chilling or wearing a rhyme to keep warm With the beat that's playing, you hear me now, you know what I'm saying? To you, you and you, your whole organization and crew just watch As I enter your mind Decorate and paint my sign I'm hazardous, so scatter this around I'm cool, keep knocking MCs down Just watch me and him Rhythm with madness I have to have this Chance to rock again so you can hear this Over and over and over until I'm finished Hey, but I'm not, so here's a rhythm A rap beat, step beat, keep feet happy As we gradually, slowly, we'll teach all How to rap, I will attract All the deaf girls smack the up ones back And sit as I chill, I'm drinking more with Champagne course said G is a poet Rapping and teaching, reaching levels higher Don't wanna be king, so don't call me sire But instead, a scientist with a breakthrough My rap is funky, it can't relate to you Him, her, your little brother His older sister, your baby's mother Cousins, aunt, your whole family In other words, said G, I'm amply the best producer At making rap music, I know how to use it So just watch me 
pathetic They think they copacetic Using nursery terms At least not poetic On an educated base Intelligent wise As the record just turned You learn plus burn By the flame of the lyrics Which cooks the human brain Providing overheating knowledge By means causing pain Making my brain headaches yourself Start to melt While the techniques spin The wax is on the belt Motivating clockwise The more you realize More laws moving steady By most we're ever ready Like a battery charged I'm worth the alkaline Yes the mystery to solve So seeking the find These words I've given Extreme and out driven With a Datsun A maxim of the guy Yes the wizard cool Keith And I'm sporting my ride Cause we're Ultra With nuclear alarm separates competing bodies from me, the scientist. As I execute, there is this known as predators. When by stripping high potents and make the penicillins, I will surely sort out and stomp every pest. Oh, the rampaging paramedic. Quote is my title to inform of the world of such a holocaust, which serve as a purpose. Preparing first aid with medical utensils. The wizard said, G is advanced with elevation. Astonishing with rhythm, crossways. Yeah, I want some NPR up in this bitch. Alright, you can cut it. The music. Yeah. Right. Not me. I did a Mexican girl. You gotta be specific. She was like, I was like, yeah, I need a trim. She was like, you want me to cut you up? I was like, no, I do not. Do not want that. Alright. Um, <laughs> those records are sealed, right, Matthew? We don't have to bring them up. It's cool. Uh, I'm pretty sure your next comic is legally allowed to be close to a school. I'm not. Should we check? Should we check the current? We'll give it a second. Cute. Um, Hey, guys. I'm dying inside. Otherwise, very healthy. Thank you. Thank you very much. I want to let you in on a little uh, hosting secret. 
I don't really follow rules. Rule. rule I, I can't even say the word. I don't follow regulations very well. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen. If you're doing well, it's all good for us. And I'm very excited. I might get distracted. <laughs>